One day many years ago, a priest friend of mine sent me a copy of a letter, a fictitious letter, supposedly written to our Lord, giving him the results of some personality tests that were done on the Twelve Apostles. The letter reads as follows. Dear Jesus, son of Joseph, thank you for submitting the resumes of the twelve men that you have picked for managerial positions in your new organization. All of them have taken our battery of tests. We have run the results through our computer and arranged personal interviews for each one of them with one of our psychologists and vocational aptitude consultants. It is the staff opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background and vocational aptitude for your enterprise. They have no team concept. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable and given to, given to fits of temper. Andrew has no qualities for leadership. The two brothers, James and John, place personal interest above company loyalty. Thomas shows a skeptical attitude that would tend to undermine morale. Matthew has been blacklisted by the Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. <laughs> James, the son of Alpheus and Thaddeus, definitely have radical leanings and register a high score on the manic depressive scale. One of the candidates, however, shows great potential. He's a man of ability and resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind, and has contacts in high places. He is highly motivated and ambitious. We recommend Judas Iscariot as your controller and right-hand man. That letter, as I said at the beginning, is fictitious. It's the product of somebody's very fertile imagination. But it does reveal, that letter does, in an amusing way, an important truth about the apostles who were the very first priests. And the truth very simply is, they were all flawed. They were all flawed in some way. They were ordinary men who were called to do and empowered to do some extraordinary things, things that other people cannot do. You know, in a very real sense, we priests are the most powerful people on earth. Did you realize that? We can summon God to act, and God acts. Guaranteed. In theology, we call it ex opere operato. That's what it means. We can call upon the creator of the universe. We can call upon him to change bread and wine, ordinary bread and wine, into the body and blood of the Savior of the world, and God does it. We can say the words of absolution over the worst sinner in the world, and God forgives that person. Immediately. Joe Biden can't do that. Vladimir Putin can't do that. Tom Brady can't do that. <laughs> Tiger Woods can't do that. But every priest can, by virtue of his ordination. And yet at the same time, every priest is flawed in some way, perhaps in many ways, just like the original priests were. That's why you need to pray for your priests every day. Pray that they will receive the grace they need to deal with their flaws. Because even though every priest is a sinner and every priest is flawed, no priest is hopelessly flawed. Think again of the Twelve Apostles. By the grace of God, they dealt with and in some cases overcame their personal weaknesses. 
with the exception, sad to say, of Judas. Almighty God chooses people not so much for who they are. He chooses them rather for who they can become with his help and grace. He chose Peter, for example, not because of Peter's impulsiveness, not because of his hot temper. Jesus told Pete, chose Peter for the great leader he knew he could become if he cooperated with God's grace. I heard a great, great quote the other day from Catholic actor Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg said this, God is always looking for flawed people. He's looking for flawed people that he can turn into polished gems that will go out and do his will and serve his greater good. Wahlberg said that in reference to Father Stuart Long, who is the subject of a new movie appropriately called Father Stu, which opened in theaters yesterday. Wahlberg financed the film himself, and he plays Father Stu in it. The film is based on a true story of a man from Montana, Stuart Long, who for many years was an agnostic, who lived a rather fast and sometimes wild lifestyle in his young life. He dreamed of becoming a professional boxer, and he was well on his way to accomplishing that goal, until his jaw was shattered in a fight, and he had to undergo reconstructive surgery that put an end to his boxing career. He then left Montana and went to L.A. to pursue an acting career. He was able to get into a few commercials, but that was about it. He worked as a bouncer for a while. Eventually, he was hired, believe it or not, to be the manager of a museum in Pasadena, California. Then one night, as he was riding his motorcycle home from the museum, he was involved in a horrible accident. Two cars were involved. One car hit him. The other one ran him over. He nearly died. God obviously had other plans for him here on this earth. After the accident, he had several religious experiences which led him, with the help and encouragement of his girlfriend, to seek baptism. And it was after that, after he was baptized, that he began to speak of the priesthood and think of the priesthood. I'm not sure whether his girlfriend ever regretted the fact that she encouraged him to get baptized. <laughs> I hope not. But anyway, Father Stu was ordained in Montana in 2007. But he only served four years as a priest. It's because he came down with a rare, incurable disease, inclusion body myositis. I think I pronounced that correctly. The symptoms of which are a lot like the symptoms of ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. That means it's really bad. But in his four short years of ministry, this priest touched a lot of lives, especially the sick and the suffering. His tough background, his terminal illness, and his strong faith made him very effective. In fact, toward the end of his life, when he was living in a nursing home, people would line up outside the door of his room for long periods of time, waiting to go to confession to him. One bishop was quoted as saying, Father Stu did more in his four years of priesthood than he had done in 40. If you didn't before, I'm sure you now understand Mark Wahlberg's quote that I mentioned a few minutes ago. God is always looking for flawed people. He's always looking for flawed people that he can turn into polished gems. 
will go out and do his will and serve his greater good. That truth, my brothers and sisters, applies to all of us. We're all flawed, but none of us is hopelessly flawed. But this truth applies in a special way, I would say, to priests who are empowered to act in the person of Christ whenever they celebrate the sacraments. Tonight we praise and thank God for the 11 men, the 11 flawed men who allow themselves to be transformed into polished gems for Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. And we pray for all priests in the church today that they, like Father Stuart Long, will allow the Lord to transform them in the very same way. <laughs>